A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to Scenes of Beauty platform that is here to empower you to embrace your most authentic self and celebrate your own version of beauty whatever that might be i'm chloe and i'm making it my mission to help people find and live their truest selves if you're enjoying listening to the podcast and taking things away from it hit the follow and subscribe button share with friends and on your socials i'm at the very beginning of the scenes of beauty journey and it helps more than you know to grow the platform connie leo is one of the co-founders of three ships You may or may not have heard of them before. They are a Canadian-based brand that specialises in natural skincare. As always, I like to talk to the brand founders about the brands and products, but more so about their personal journeys with beauty and how they inject that into the personality of the brands that they are building. Three Ships do an incredibly good job at being inclusive, open and transparent, So I was keen to dig into that a little bit more with Connie and talk about how Three Ships are building a brand that is humanised, that is relatable and that is transparent in everything that they do. We then got a little bit personal and spoke about Connie's upbringing and how the support from her parents has helped her to become successful. We also spoke quite a bit about race and Connie growing up in a predominantly white community, which she now incorporates into the brand and her role as a leader. Here's her version of beauty. A little reminder to the Scenes of Beauty listeners that we still have 20% off all Lunar Daily products on their website using code SCENES20. That's S-C-E-N-E-S 20. All details and the link to their website are in the show notes. Hi Connie, how are you? I'm good. I was just saying before we started recording that I'm getting married in three weeks, so things are really on the go, but I'm very excited to be here. So exciting. Are you getting married? We didn't even have this conversation. Are you getting married in Canada in where you are? Yeah, so there's this wine country area near me. It's called Niagara-on-the-Lake, so we're getting married on one of the vineyards. Nice. Well, congratulations. So exciting. You must be bloody busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like all my free time is either like wedding planning or work. So (laughs) after the wedding, it's going to be nice to have a little more like leisure time. Yeah, nice. Um, So thank you so much for joining me. I kind of came across three ships a little while ago. um, And I know you're kind of Canadian heritage and then into um, America as well. Um, But yeah, I came across you and and three ships a little while ago and kind of fell in love with your ethos of the brand and but before we kind of talk about three ships do you want to give us a little intro to you and who you are and how three ships came about sure yeah so for everyone listening I'm Connie I'm one of the co-founders of three ships Um, I manage sales marketing uh, PR and Amazon Um, and yeah I mean I was always really interested in natural skincare since a really young age 
Like I remember back in grade five. So when I was 10, um, I started to mix my own face masks at home. So I would use like banana and like green tea and, you know, mashed up like oatmeal with like egg whites and make my own face mask because that was when I started to develop preteen acne. And I remember like, I didn't actually always start out that way using natural. I remember first going to my local drugstore and like, I would spend hours at the drugstore, like in the skincare aisle, looking at different ingredients and like products that were supposed to help with my acne. So I'd be using like the harshest ingredients and like benzoyl peroxide and like apricot scrubs and everything. And it just made my skin worse. And then my mom, who was really into natural and like holistic remedies, she was the one who recommended that I look into plant-based ingredients. Cause she was like, look, you've already tried everything else. Why not give natural a shot? Like you have nothing to lose. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And that's when I started to research ingredients that are natural and good for you. And my skin cleared up a lot. So that was really what like got me into plant-based beauty. Um, and then along the way, you know, that was always a passion of mine, but I never thought it would become a career. Um, so on the side, I was mixing my own face mask, but then I went to school for business. And then, you know, thinking that doing something number heavy was considered smart. I started off my career in accounting, which is funny because those who know me are like, I cannot believe that even happened <laughs> because like <laughs> numbers are my least favorite thing. Um, and so I quit that after eight months, like to everyone's like shock and horror. They were like, oh my gosh, you didn't even write the exams to like get your CPA. Like what about those letters after your name? And I was like, honestly, I really don't care about accounting. I don't see myself in a future like studying or in a career in accounting or finance. Mm-hmm. And I start to think back at my time university and what I like to do for extracurriculars and everything pointed to marketing and sales. Like I loved like negotiation classes, law, like HR marketing sales courses. And then I decided like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I started working at one of the CPGs. It's called Kimberly Clark. And I was doing marketing and sales, loved it, but I had so much free time on the side where I was like, oh, I'm really itching to do something. Like I really want to start my own business. Um, and I know I'm jumping around a little here, but I did my own businesses in like high school and university as well. So like, I was always interested in this and my dad is an entrepreneur too. Um, and so it was during this time I was talking to some friends, like anytime I met up with a new friend, I would just tell them like, I really want to start something, but I don't have an idea yet just like putting feelers out there. And it just so happened that one of my friends who I went to middle school with in grade five, he remembered that I love to make my own face masks. And he had a friend, Laura, um, who wanted to create her own natural makeup remover. And so he was like, why don't you just chat with Laura? Because she's looking for someone to talk to about the idea and just like give your, give her your feedback as a consumer. So we met up in the end of 2016. It was meant to be like a 30 minute dinner at this like tiny sushi restaurant. And then it became this like three and a half hour meeting of the minds, almost like a co-founder first date. Like we even talked about like Myers-Briggs personality types and like, you know, (laughs) what our goals were for life and like our values. And we realized in that first meeting, like what was really cool is that we were completely opposite in terms of personality types and interests, but completely aligned in terms of values. And that really helps to build trust. Um, So at the end of that three and a half ish hour meeting, um, Laura turned to me and just asked, like, do you just want to be my co-founder on this? (laughs) And I said, yes, immediately. It was like all stars aligned, you know, wanting to start something, being passionate about natural. And we literally got started the next day. Um, we each had $2,000 in savings. We were like both broke college grads. And that's what we used to start three ships, um, literally in my apartment kitchen. That's so interesting. I love, I'm so into kind of world and universe and when something's meant to be. And also I'm a big believer in taking risks and going for things. So I love that. And we'll dig into that more in a sec, but just going back to kind of, the 10 year old you who was who was playing with masks who was looking at beauty products and trying and testing we've all been there we've all washed our face with that one cleanser that we're all told to wash with and it just strips our skin where and then you obviously started playing with natural ingredients did you would you say you were a massive lover of beauty or you just found you needed something for your skin kind of where did that come in because you've obviously really knowledgeable in in skincare yeah that's a really good question and you know it's funny no one's ever asked me that before and it makes me think back to like those days like and I remember you know when I was younger I was really insecure and I didn't even remember that I felt this way until I looked at one of my old journals because I used to journal since I was in like uh, since I was like 
five or six years old. Like my parents just got me really into it. They're like, just like, here's a journal. I used to just write about what I ate and stuff. And like, I went to art class today. Um, but then eventually over time, it became something like more meaningful. But I was looking at one of my old journal entries from like grade five or six. And it was so interesting because I had drawn a line down the middle of the page. And on the left, there was like how I pictured myself. And on the right was who I wanted to be. So on the left, it was like this girl with like dots all over her face. I'm guessing those are breakouts mm-hmm. and like not the nicest clothes. And I hated my hair. Um, and then on the right, it was like someone who was like, you know, what we would see in the magazines, like thick, skinny, like clear skin, like big boobs, like got the boyfriend, all these things. And I remember looking at that and being like, wow, I totally forgot about that period in my life where I just really didn't feel good in my skin. Yeah. And so then during that time, I spent a lot of time researching like makeup, like hair tutorials. I remember, you know, getting really into like no heat, like hair curls and like, um, you know, I would look at different celebrities too and like try to see how they did their makeup and their skincare routine. But I never really resonated with too many of them because like I have an Asian background and like most of the celebrities at the time were Caucasian. So I remember just like never really feeling like I fit in. Um, and also being Asian, like a lot of the makeup looks just like don't really apply. Um, for Asian like eyes or you know like our skin tone um so I think that's when I kind of took it upon myself to focus more on skincare because I'm like you know what like if you have a really good base for your like face then then your makeup or whatever you put on over it is going to look good no matter what versus if you don't take care of your skin if you eat like crap and like you just have breakouts all over the place and no matter how much foundation you use or how much contouring you learn you're never going to look as good as like you could if you are like truly glowing from the inside yeah. So that was kind of a long-winded answer, but you actually just, your question just made me reflect back on like how, like just up in the air and like topsy-turvy I felt back in the day. And it probably wasn't until after university that I actually felt like way more confident in myself. Yeah. And it's really, it's really interesting. And actually hearing you talk about it then made me think you probably clicked on to skincare a lot and the importance of it for complexion or even to feel good a lot more premature than the most of us I think for me I from personal experience only really got into skincare five six years ago and I'm 30 so I was I was quite late on and so if I'd have known the importance of of looking after my skin when I was 15 to 20 it would have probably saved me a lot of hassle in my 20s where you say you know trying to cover things up or trying to look like a different version of yourself it is a lot easier because when you've got a uh, uh, complexion that you look after whether it's clear whether it's which your version of normal you feel a lot better about yourself yeah. in every situation I think I think we really underestimate our skin and, and oh, totally. how it makes us feel you know yeah and like I still remember so strongly like how much my confidence was impacted when my skin was at its worst like in high school and so that's why like at three ships we always say we're about inspiring confidence in people it's not necessarily just about beauty um I think like confidence is something that is so underlooked when it comes to skin um I think a lot of times people think about confidence when you know you talk about like working out and like physically looking good or like even like you know a bright bold lipstick or like makeup but like skin is like such an important part of that um so yeah it's just really interesting to reflect back on that because uh it's not often that you think back to when you're like in grade five <laughs> no and it you know it is really interesting and I think a lot of us don't think about it like yeah and, and also a lot of it it is deep deeply ingrained in us the way we think about ourselves and the way we think about the way we look it's a lot of it is from our childhood and that's our first kind of impression of ourselves I guess isn't it yeah. so speaking about confidence and stuff I guess where I want to go is 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 that a big part of three ships but maybe we should talk about the building of three ships before kind of those elements come into play yeah and also for those um listeners who don't know what three ships is um so we are a natural skincare brand our mission is to be the most effective natural beauty brand on the planet so really efficacy is like the number one thing we focus on we don't use any filler ingredients so any ingredients that don't have like a proven purpose um we've won like five beauty awards in the last year alone we have a board certified dermatologist partner like we just really focus on the science angle of natural instead of just using plant-based like even though earlier in our conversation i referenced using like egg white and like banana like those are great for you but we use like more sophisticated natural ingredients in our products at three ships like hyaluronic acid vitamin c bile retinol um so yeah, it's not, it's I think, like building 
sorry, I think a lot of people think when you say natural ingredients, I think it is, I think people automatically go to that like mashed avocado. Yeah, or like coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's because like for the longest time, that was what you could find in natural. Like if you think about whole foods, like people will probably think, oh, like a, you know, like a face soap bar or like a coconut oil, you know, makeup remover, which we do have. Um, That was the first product that we ever launched back in my apartment kitchen. But nowadays there's so many more sophisticated ingredients and ways that you can extract those ingredients from the earth. Um, So for example, like our source of squalene is actually from upcycled sugar cane that has already been processed for sugar. So we give it a second life or like our source of um, natural preservative comes from willow bark extract that's sourced from like the Quebec lumber milling industry. And we take the bark before it's burned off renewable energy. We extract amino acids and like, then we feed it back into the system. So anyway, so those are just some examples of how like cool the ingredients you can, you know, source now are in natural. It's no longer just about, you know, coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. So, um, so I guess that was a big pillar when when building three ships. So you and Laura had that meeting. Kind of give us a an overview of what happened and how you kind of started to build the brand from a from a product perspective, but also from a personality values perspective. Yeah, for sure. So back then we were both 23. Um, we had no connections in beauty and no funding. Uh, so that $4,000 was all that we had to start. And we were also working other full-time jobs because again, we needed to save up money to eventually do this full-time. So knowing that we were both perfectionists, we gave ourselves a really hard artificial deadline of launching in three months. So we're like, you know what? From three months after we first met, so AK, I think our launch date was set for Valentine's Day of 2017. Um, we said we would have to launch the first product, launch the site and everything. So we would meet up in the evenings and on weekends. I still remember Monday nights were my apartment, Thursday nights was Laura's apartment, and then one full day of the weekend. It was either Saturday or Sunday, depending on what fit our schedules better. Uh, so it was just, you know, a lot of just Googling. Like Google's your best friend when you're starting something, especially with no budget. We're like, okay, well, we don't want to pay a lawyer to incorporate. So how do I do it myself? So literally just Googled like how to incorporate in Ontario, downloaded the files on the government website, went to like the Toronto city hall, did it wrong the first time. Like they told me what to change. Um, and it was like $300 versus a couple grand to hire a lawyer. So there's a lot of those little like scrappy things. We also bought a $300 laser printer and then like printer sheets for like stickers for our, our products instead of getting custom printed um, stickers because those had larger minimum orders. Like it was really, really bootstrapped and small. Everything was hand poured, mixed, bottled in my apartment kitchen and like stainless steel mixing bowls, like, and not even like large drums and stuff. It was like a little bowl. Like when you look at all the photos, like we have like a little <laughs> bowl that you see like salad out over something. And then we like repurpose that to be our manufacturing bowl. Um, so, like, just want to say because I think a lot of times when people hear about brands especially like beauty brands they're like oh overnight success or like how did they get there I'm like no 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 it was like very very small operations at the start I remember my apartment concierge was always like what are you guys doing up there because you would get shipments for like coconut oil like essential oils and sometimes I would be at the office which was an hour away working my nine to five and I would get a call when I was at the office and they were like you have like customs that you need to pay and it's like three hundred dollars and like you need to pick this up and I was like okay just like can you just wait for me and then I would you know make an excuse to go home and, and like cover that so that was how we started. And then on the weekends, we would also do farmers markets and craft fairs. So not only was this a way to make like maybe a grand or like one, you know, $1,500 in a day if we had a good day, but it was more importantly for customer feedback. Um, so we launched, um, so we didn't end up launching Valentine's. We launched two weeks later. So March 1st, 2017 was the day that we launched our first product. And I was so embarrassed by the first product that we launched. It was like <laughs> this like plastic jar with like hand soaked makeup remover pads that didn't even fit the jar properly so I remember one of Laura's professors we went to show him the idea because he was her entrepreneurship professor and uh, we wanted to get his feedback and he like took the jar and just like shook it and he was like it's like rattling around like the makeup wipes were rattling and he's like what is this and we're like yeah you know like this is our MVP but like it's gonna get better um but you know one of the quotes that Laura and I both really resonate with is from Reed Hoffman one of the co-founders of LinkedIn you might know it it's like it goes something like if you're not embarrassed by the first version of the product you launched then you launched too late yeah so we were definitely embarrassed um and then that was how it looked like for the first year and a half like we would work our nine to fives we would meet up in the evenings and weekends we would hand make products and then 
we'd hey make products on the Monday. And then on the Thursdays, we meet up at Laura's just to do like strategic work. So like back then it was like, you know, working on the website or like me reaching out to retailers um, or sometimes I'll just walk up and down the streets of Toronto to like find a new retail partner. Um, and then in the end of 2018 is when we went full time. So we made the decision to go full time once we had saved up enough money in our bank accounts to realistically go six months without paying ourselves a salary. So we looked at all of our expenses, like rent, like social meals, whatever. Um, and the funny thing is it ended up being a full year that we didn't pay ourselves. So like that six additional six month period, we were like eating ramen, spaghetti. Like I remember for Christmas gifts, like I gifted my friends like products. And, you know, I remember back then I was also with a crowd that like, just like didn't really resonate with me anymore. Like they didn't understand why I was doing what I was doing. And I remember like distinctly feeling so ashamed because they were all really about like big gifts and stuff. And like, I couldn't afford that. And so I went to Sephora and I distinctly remember buying a like a kit of like different things that were together and like splitting up the kit and like I remember feeling so embarrassed that I had to do that so I would like gift like one of our products with like a tiny like sample size Fenty lip gloss or something um and like that was my gift and I remember you know they seemed kind of disappointed that was pretty much like the end of that friendship um but you know like you know, when you go through entrepreneurship, you have such limited time anyway, like it really forces you to look clearly at, you know, where you're spending your time. But that was the first bit. And, you know, now we've scaled, we have a team of eight women working with us across North America. Um, you can find us at like Halt Run Through, Whole Foods, um, Hudson's Bay, Indigo, um, Credo Beauty, the detox market. Um, so we're really focused on being that accessibly priced natural offering um, within more prestige retailers. Yeah. And then, thank you for sharing that because it's it's so interesting because you see these brands come up but you never actually understand the the how um um, in terms of building the brand because I really love the authenticity of the brand and authenticity is a super overused word at the minute but I think why I kind of fell in love with three ships initially was because you're really transparent in what you put out and that's quite clear from just scrolling through your website or your Instagram feed or whatever. Um, So tell us about kind of the brand building personality value side of three ships. Yeah, that's a great question. So transparency, and I love that you use that word because that's literally the word that is constantly used in all of our meetings. Like we really want to be transparent about everything we do. So we often say like we're transparent about, you know, our level of natural. So like being natural to us means being 100% plant and mineral derived, like no exceptions, no greenwashing. We're transparent about our pricing. So everything's actually under $35 US or $45 Canadian. We're really transparent about the ingredients that we use, where they're sourced from, um, and also transparent about us as like founders and the team as a brand. So you reference Instagram, like, you know, if you go to our Insta, you'll see like so many behind the scenes um, reels and just really showing like the actual day-to-day of starting a business, not from the perspective of a brand that started with millions in funding, but from two co-founders who had four grand. Yeah. Um, in terms of like our brand personality and like our values. So we have four company values that everyone like lives and like breathes. And we actually hire and fire based off of these values as well. So those four values are compassion, curiosity, hustle, and integrity. So those, like, everyone knows them. Everyone can recite them. Like, it's we even screen for these in our interview questions um, within the rounds of interviews that we do for new hires. Um, So, you know, going through them, like, compassion, it's really about not pointing fingers and sharing the fame and, like, versus, you know, like, pointing fingers and blaming people and just, like, celebrating wins. Like, I think we do a really good job of three ships of just celebrating the small things, um, we have a channel in Slack just called like hashtag yay. And it's just like anyone can put in anything that's like something exciting or something, even if it's something small, like a positive customer review. Um, hustle, it means like working smart, not hard. So I think a lot of startups make the mistake, we did too at the start, of just like busy work versus working efficiently. And like part of hustle means work-life balance because if you work smart, then it means that you have time to like enjoy your free time, whether that's wedding planning or, you know, doing something else on the side. Um, And it's also about sharing work. So like, we don't believe in, you know, you're just sticking to your job title. We think put your ego aside, like help other people when they need help, even if it's in a domain you know nothing about. Um, Integrity means doing the right thing, especially when no one's looking. So it's not just like, even when it was just like, it's so important to us that even if a customer were to never find out that we did something, we would still own up to it. So for example, 
um, when we switched manufacturing from my apartment to my parents' basement and then eventually outsourced manufacturing, um, the source of lavender water for our lavender toner changed. So we didn't realize that our manufacturer was sourcing from a different supplier. Um, and we started to see customer reviews roll in that were like, oh, that's so weird. Like the toner used to smell great. Now it smells like smelly socks. And we're like, what? So immediately we looked into it. We're like, okay, it's because of this different supplier. And so what we did is we not only changed the formula and gave our manufacturer like the original supplier, but we also emailed our entire customer list and asked them like, hey, if you bought a calm toner within the past six months, we'll replace it for free. No questions asked. Um, and just like, let us know your shipping address. Um, and that was like one of our best received emails in terms of customer feedback. Cause they were like, wow, like you're so transparent. You could have just like swept this under the rug and replaced the formula, but not said anything, but we chose to own up to it. So that's an example of integrity. Um, and then the last one I said, compassion, oh, curiosity. Uh, so curiosity means just having interests outside of work. Like we really believe that work should not be your entire life. And we really want to know like what's going on. What are you interested in? We do a book club um, every quarter with a team where we all read the same book on audible. Um, and then we talk about it after it's like, usually like a fun little social with maybe like some wine or something. Um, and like, that's just one example of how we celebrate things outside of work. And it's like not business books. Like, I don't know, recently we read like, a, like a murder mystery book. Um, and so it's just about just like encouraging people to have interests outside of three ships. So those are, would be the ways that we really run the company. Yeah. And I think they are, they are all kind of visible from, from a consumer perspective as well. Um, and if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think what what kind of I got from what you said there is the importance of building um, a happy, internal, engaged team yeah. really to show on the outside. Um, yeah. Just going back to kind of your feed and stuff, I was having a look earlier and your mum is on there. And um, I want to talk about that because, you know, you mentioned your mum earlier and she was kind of um, an advisor, I guess, when you were younger on skincare. And I think it's really cool that you that you share that story. Um, and I think people are more and more buying into brands because they want to know who these brands are coming from and who they're buying from, you know, people by people and, and we're into that kind of mindset now. Um, but was your mum a real kind of lover of beauty and is she really into skincare? How present is she in three ships? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, ever since I was young, I wouldn't say she's necessarily like obsessed with skincare, but what she was obsessed with was natural remedies and like holistic wellness. So I remember, oh my gosh, when I was a little kid, my mom got us to use like shampoo bars instead of like normal shampoo. Like I remember when I was like six years old, I would complain to her and be like, why can't I use normal people shampoo like Dove or like Pantene? Like, why do I have to use this? 
this shampoo bar and she was like it's natural it's like good for you and then she always says this line she's like you're gonna thank me later when you're older and like I feel like every time she's right because now as you know like there's huge like natural trends like shampoo bars are a huge thing and like you know reducing waste and all that like she was like the OG influencer in my life um and so natural skincare was something that she was interested in like I remember we'd go to farmer's markets and she would like show me like um, like goat milk, like face bars and things like that. Um, and like oatmeal bars was something that she, she introduced me to very long ago because she was like, it's really good for sensitive and like allergy prone skin. I remember she even said like apple cider vinegar is a good hair rinse, especially if you have dandruff, like she was like really into like plant-based remedies. Um, and in terms of like how involved she is with three ships now, definitely not as involved anymore but back in the day like when we were first starting my parents were like integral to the success of three ships we would not be here without my parents I can definitely say that and I'm sure my co-founder would agree because um, after we went full-time we couldn't manufacture everything in my apartment anymore and store everything there because it was just like a tiny apartment and we were starting to grow in terms of demand so we made the decision like let's pack up move out of my apartment and make the big leap of moving into my parents basement (laughs) and so because we weren't ready yet to start ordering from manufacturers that would have like thousands and thousands of minimum order quantities and so my parents graciously let us pretty much move into like the bottom floor of their house and we set up like a whole production facility so we had like shelves that would have all the different raw ingredients for all the different products. We had another shelf with like our bottles and pumps and like sprayers, all the packaging. Then we had another shelf with like our product boxes. And then we had this other table that had a shipping label printer and like a printer like for like normal sheets. Um, And then also another area with like the packing boxes and like the packing paper. And I remember like we would go uptown to visit them several times a week and literally just stay there overnight and make products by hand. Like my parents would help to the whole thing so like Laura would be like pumping the liquid into the bottles my dad would be twisting the caps on until like his hands were blistered like I would be putting the label on and then mom would put into the boxes yeah like there were times that we were making like literally 15,000 products in one week um because I remember we took a week off of work this is back when we're still working nine to fives and we took a week off of vacation in air quotes and Laura and I went to stay uptown at my parents place because it was our first like large order and literally from like probably 8 a.m until way past midnight like there were sometimes Laura and I were up until two and um, we would just hand make the products we did it Monday to Friday and then we shipped it all out from uh, my parents house so they were really involved at the start. And then after we moved out of my parents' basement, I think that was only like a year and a half ago. Um, then that's when they were finally able to take more of a breather. But like we, I just owe so much to my parents, like both in terms of their support for even, you know, pursuing this wild dream and quitting my job. Um, but also, and more importantly, in that they helped us like physically so much with growing the brand. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talked about surroundings, which I'll I'll guess kind of ties the two together. And I want to move on to that in a sec. But firstly, I want to just mention representation because you mentioned it earlier about, um, you know, being represented as a member of the Asian community in the beauty space. And I guess when we were growing up, there wasn't that that much representation, if any at all. I mean, there was Naomi Campbell and there was a lot of, um, you know, bigger bigger names but in terms of every day and what you would see in magazines or in drugstores that there just wasn't so kind of talk about your experience with that if, if that's okay yeah I mean I remember like growing up um because I grew up in Toronto I was born here um I felt like from a young age I didn't fit in um so for example you know it's a very classic example but when you're at school you like unpack your lunch all the kids have lunchables or like you know sandwiches and I remember I would just feel so embarrassed that my mom would pack like a proper Tupperware with like a warm lunch in it now I'm like oh like that was awesome but back in the day I didn't want fried rice or like noodles I wanted lunchables and to like fit in with people or like alphabet soup or something and I remember begging my mom to make like quote-unquote normal people lunches um so it seems to be a theme like normal people shampoo normal people lunches um but it was just like I never felt like I belonged um and I would like trade lunches with people at school just like so I would fit in um and I anytime I faced racism growing up I would blame it on my parents like I wouldn't blame it on the person who gave like derogatory remarks it would be like a personal offense to my parents so for example I remember 
remember one time when I was in fourth grade, um, I walked into school and this girl was talking about my dad, like in the classroom, but didn't hear me. So back in the day, when you like call your friends after school, you didn't have like your own cell phone, you would call like the home phone. Right. And this person called my home. I like, we didn't pick up and it went to voicemail. And my dad was the one who has like the voicemail. And she was making fun of my dad's accent because my dad's from China. Um, And I remember feeling so embarrassed, like when I heard her like mocking my dad and instead of doing like the right thing um, and like going up to her and being like, that's super not okay. And this is why I like held it in and just resented my parents even more. Cause I'm like, how could like, you know, you do this where like, you make it so hard for me to like be popular and make friends. Um, Obviously, you know, as a nine-year-old, like you don't really know how to deal with these things as much as I grew older then and reflected. Now I'm like, yo, and parents were doing the best they could. And like, it wasn't their fault that they immigrated with nothing to Canada to create a better life for me and my sister. Um, So for that reason, I think it's really important that I show the future generation, especially of like minority female founders or even like students out there, like there needs to be representation at the top because when I was even thinking of starting a business, there weren't that many Asian female founders out there. Like I could probably count on like one hand. And then that made me feel subconsciously like I couldn't do it. Cause I was like, oh, all I see are like mostly like old white men that are like successful CEOs. And so now that, you know, I have this platform with three ships, like I want to show people, hey, like you can be just like me because you look like me. And like, I feel like that's like the first step in inspiring people that they too can achieve their dreams when they see someone that looks like them at the top. Um, so yeah, I'm really passionate about it. And I think it's really great that nowadays people are starting to talk more about like representation and diversity and like, you know, API month is a big thing now. So I think it's great. And people are really making big strides. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's really interesting what you said about being a founder and leading and representing from that angle. Cause I think I have a lot of these conversations and, and representation and diversity comes up frequently. And a lot of it is, you know, we, we, we're diverse in our model casting, we're diverse in the shades we have, we're diverse in, or oh, I'm an influencer and I'm diverse because of X, Y, and Z. And it's really refreshing actually to hear that your priority is, is, is you and your representation from, from the, the top of a brand that that's really cool. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. Cause it was really it it is really important and I I feel equally as passionate about it um, it can be easy to like want to hide behind the brand I think like and you know this is all more recently that I've been way more vocal about diversity and representation like when we first started the brand I was too nervous to speak up and be like this is my experience because first of all I was like we're so small no one cares and like secondly I was nervous about like cancel culture and everything nowadays like it's just you need to be so careful with what you say but as I've gotten older, it's more and more important to me to like share my story in the hopes that it'll inspire just like one person. Um, yeah. So it's, it's taken a time, like a while, but I'm, I'm really proud that I'm finally standing up for it. No, thank you. I think it's, I think it will be helping a lot of people. So, and I think it is, you know, a really important thing. So yeah, thank you. Um, we talked about surroundings a little bit and, you know, you, your surroundings in family and your parents, um, and then friends younger and I completely agree, you know, you you are a product of, I don't know what the stat is, it is a third or environment or something. Um, but yeah, kind of where I'm going with this is you obviously met Laura and and created a good surrounding that that worked for you. Just talk about the importance of surroundings from your perspective and also your relationship with Laura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, I think the saying is like, you're, you're like a, some of the five people closest to you or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, so my relationship with Laura, maybe to start with that, um, it's definitely grown over time because we were two strangers that decided to start something together, which I think has big perks because we don't have any personal history or like, you know, anything that I feel like when friends start a business together, sometimes you can make things personal when it's not. So we definitely have the advantage of not having any like background history. But then the flip side of that, that was hard is that we didn't know each other at all. So we had to like understand how we communicate with each other, how we like to give and receive feedback. And the one biggest like tip that I like to give co-founders, especially, but anyone with a team is the concept of a personal user guide. Um, Are you familiar with that? 
Oh, I was going to ask. So, yeah. So it's pretty much like a user manual. So, you know, when you get a new piece of technology or like, let's just say like a new Dyson vacuum cleaner or something, you get like a manual that tells you how to use it, how to take care of it. Um, Well, when you meet someone for the first time, like you don't have any of that background on them. And especially in a work setting, because people tend to be like, you know, they don't share as much like within the work setting as they do with friends. So the user guide is like a couple page document usually where you share everything about yourself that you feel comfortable with. So these would include for us, it would be like our personality type, um, if we're a morning or night person, how we like to give and receive feedback, our communication style, our love languages from a work perspective. So like, for example, words of affirmation are really important to me in a work setting, not so much in personal life. Um, You know, our interests outside of work, our favorite books. Um, And so then when someone new joins the team, we always share all of our current like user guides with the new hire. And the new hire shares their user guide with us after reading through ours and understanding how it flows. And it's honestly game changer. Um, So one example I can give that you know, where it would have helped to have a user guide when I met Laura is when we first met, I'm someone who's super expressive. I'm very extroverted. I love emojis. Um, and when she would text me, she would text with like periods and I would be like, oh, I, did, I did something. I upset her. I don't know what I said. And I would just like analyze everything that I did the day before. Cause I'm super like anxious and like just overanalyze everything. And then on her end, she was like, why is this girl using so many emojis? Um, so- <laughs> It's like two years later when I learned about the concept, it was really clear. She's just someone who's very straightforward um, and just like doesn't really care about those like like fake niceties, I guess. Versus for me, like I really care about, you know, making sure someone someone feels like comfortable and seen and like emojis really help with that. So that's just one example of how our user guide can help you understand someone when you first meet them and prevent like cross wires. Um, and then to your other question about like environment and surroundings, yeah, it's something that I've had to learn a lot in my 20s because like when I went to business school, like even just back in the day when I was, you know, 18 to 21, my surroundings was all about people who said that being smart was about being like going into something number heavy. So whether that's accounting, finance, consulting, banking, and I want to prove myself to like my peers and be like, yeah, like I'm just as smart as everyone else. And like that literally forced me into the path into accounting that was so not right for me. And as soon as I accepted the job, like I knew my gut, this was not what I wanted to do versus like when I quit and eventually started to meet other entrepreneurs and like people who are like risk takers and supportive and like, didn't care about like advancing the corporate ladder necessarily. Like my entire outlook on life completely changed. I became way more confident because I found like my tribe. Um, So I think like your surroundings is so important. And like, if you are in a friend group or have certain like, you know, family members, even that aren't supportive, like just really reflect on that and know it's not about you and like what you're doing. It could just be about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. And if you're not sure like where to turn to get a new tribe, like I always recommend thinking about your hobbies and like joining groups for that. So like, I personally love working out. So I've met a whole new group of awesome friends through my local gym. Um, but those are some things I recommend because just know like life's too short to hang out with like a bad group of people. Yeah. And just to add to that, I, um, I think we are sometimes scared to pull away from people that have been in our lives for a long time. And I think it's okay to change friends and, change your own situation you know we, we all grow and we all get older and we all change a lot and so I think it's I think tr- the problem comes when you stay in a situation that is stagnant and you don't do anything about it because then it just gets more and more frustrating and it gets harder for you to be your own self um so yeah I I completely agree and 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 yeah thanks the 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 tip of of going to places that you like is a really good one because you're bound to meet people who are you know yeah. already have something in common so that's a really easy conversation starter as well mm-hmm. should we just do a quick roundup of your favorite three ships products because yeah. I've tried them but I am lucky enough to have a relative in the states and so I came across you and I was like she has to send me them um oh. so I've tried a few of the different um like I've tried your is it your vitamin c mask um, um oh the soothe mask yes. yeah um I love that um and there's a serum um was that the vitamin c serum 
uh, the almond oil serum was oh the hydrate serum oh yes the skinny confidential like one of the influencers she's compared that serum to vintner's daughter's 185 us dollar serum that one's 28 dollars for us so like it's really good um so in terms of my favorite products i mean it's so hard to choose because like they're literally like your babies um but some of my favorites are the dewdrop serum so that's like our number one bestseller it's a hyaluronic acid vitamin c and like it won self magazine's award last year for best serum for dry skin, but it's just good for all skin types. It's like, you know, it helps like your skin look plump. It's hydrated. It's glowy. It's bright. Um, it layers so well with your skincare. And like, I personally like to mix a drop into my foundation. If I'm, if I really want like a nice dewy glowy look, so that's like my tip there. Um, another product that I really like is our radiant stay cream. Um, it has like the airless pump top. So you don't need to dip your fingers in. Um, so it's like not gross. You're not getting germs in your product. And I like to use that lid as like a skincare palette. So I'll like mix a drop of serum with my moisturizer to make it super hydrating. And it's just like a really nice, lightweight but also moisturizing day cream like I find like with a lot of creams it's either lightweight and doesn't do anything or it's really heavy and makes your skin feel really bogged down so it's a really really nice blend of the two so if I had to pick those would be like my two top favorites but we are launching a ton of really exciting products this year supply chain timelines have been a little like pushed back um but just I want to say like you got to keep your eyes out because we are launching something that's first to market in Canada um later this year nice that's really exciting and it's um yeah I love your range of products it's it's yeah they're so nice um and they do they feel great and you mentioned price there you know price is a big conversation point in beauty at the moment where is affordable better than than um expensive you know and and high rate and 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 it's not it's it's yeah especially with the recession and everything like I find that, you know, what was interesting is when COVID hit two years ago, uh, a lot of beauty brands were like struggling because, um, you know, no one really had a reason to go out or anything like that. And also like, if you're just at home, like you can take time doing self-care things that are like non-related to beauty. But for us, actually our sales like skyrocketed because our products were affordable. They really worked and people actually liked using like our face mask, like the one that you use for self-care. So it's just really interesting to see like what happens when, you know, unfortunately we're in a recession and to see what happens and how beauty shake, shakes out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know it's great to, it's great to have affordable brands that are producing like incredible quality. Um, it's, it's really good. I think we're in a really good place with skincare. Mm-hmm. Okay. So an area of the brand we haven't spoken about is make a wish. And I guess that is down to Laura's story um, and what happened to Laura. So do you want to just, yeah, share a little bit about that? Yeah. So back in 2019, uh, when Laura and I were 26, uh, she was unfortunately faced with the scariest health diagnosis of her life. And that was a brain tumor. Um, So it was the size of like literally an egg in the middle of her brain. Uh, And doctors were saying, you know, for the longest time, for a year, she was saying something was wrong with her and her doctors refused to believe her because, you know, on the outside, they were like, you're 26, you're healthy, you barely drink, like it's just stress. Uh, And she asked her doctor three times for an MRI. And the third time she asked, uh, she was like, I'm not leaving your office until you order one for me. And I remember she told me, he said, I'll order it for you, but it's going to come back clean. And then a week later, he called her and was like, you need to come in right away. Uh, So it was the scariest time, I think, for both of us. Like at the time, it was only the two of us working on three ships. We didn't even have a team. So not only was it, you know, trying to deal with this from a business perspective of like, will three ships even be around? Um, but also from a best friend perspective, because along the way we became best friends. So, um, she luckily was able to undergo a 10 hour, really successful surgery right before the COVID lockdown. So it was like beginning of March, 2020, she had her surgery. And I remember she said, when she woke up, she thought that maybe it was like all a dream or that she had like died or something because she was like, why has the world slowed down? Like, why is everyone just like chilling at home? Uh, so I think in a way that was great timing that, you know, if we had to say it was like a so lining because she had the space to like slow down and take the time that she needed to recover. And it was through this experience um, that we really wanted to donate to a charitable cause to use her story to inspire other people. So for the longest time, we were like, oh, do we want to donate to like animal welfare because we're a vegan company? Or like, do we want to donate to like a woman empowerment charity? But like nothing had really resonated with us 
until this point where we're like, oh, it's very clear. We want to grant wishes for children with brain tumors and cancers. Um, one, to highlight the fact that that does happen because until Laura was diagnosed, I didn't know that kids could get brain cancer. Like maybe it was an ignorant thing, but it wasn't something we really talked about. And the second thing is we want to encourage people, like even when you are faced with something as scary as brain cancer, um, you can go on to do incredible things. Just look at Laura. So we've granted two wishes already, um, which is like one of the best things to see just the before and after for that kid, like whether it's a room makeover, which is one of the ones that we did, or like a black uh, backyard playset. Um, and our goal is to donate to 100 wishes in five years, which is the equivalent of a million dollars. So it's just something that's really important to us. And, you know, for your listeners, like I know people like to support brands that also are cause driven. So it's like a purpose that's really near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. And again, it's, um, it's something that's really personal, which is, is a common thread throughout this conversation and throughout the brand. And, you know, there's nothing more relatable than someone that can share a story from something that affects a lot of people in a, in a really negative and, and, and awful way, you know? Um, so yeah, it's really lovely that you can do that. Um, okay. So the final question to wrap up that I ask everyone on the show, it feels really weird following that conversation. (laughs) Um, okay, so the final question um, that I ask everyone on the show is, what is your version of beauty? So it's a, it's a good question because there's so many ways this could go. But the one thing that keeps coming back in my head is just living in alignment with yourself. Um, because speaking personally, you know, back when I was in my early 20s, like, you know, when you're in your early 20s, everything looks good on you. You're just like beautiful, whatever. Like that's like your time to shine. And like physically, when I look back at pictures, I'm like, oh yeah, like that was probably like my prime or whatever. But when I reflect back on that time, that was when I was at my lowest because I was with the wrong friend group. I was working in a, in a job I didn't like. Um, I was constantly comparing myself to other people. I was obsessed with influencers that was like not mentally like healthy for me. Um, versus now where I'm at, it's like, I have an amazing supportive group of friends and family. I truly feel like I'm in alignment with who I should be. Like I make the time for like self-care I make the time for like physical and mental health. Um, and like, even though I may not be as young as I was in my early twenties, like I genuinely feel like I'm at the most, you know, quote unquote beautiful that I've ever been um, because my outside reflects like how I feel on the inside. So I really think it's about just like being in alignment with yourself um, and like taking the time to look deep into yourself and think about the type of person that you want to be. And if you feel like you're not, you know, where you're, if you feel like where you're at now is not where you want to be, like, that's okay. Like these things take time and just like take it at one, one step at a time, like one day at a time, because um, I truly think that when you feel confident in yourself and in alignment with like your true purpose, that's when you honestly feel the most beautiful. Yeah, that's really lovely. And I think really relatable. I'm actually really, really happy that you gave that answer because spoke a lot actually in the early days about 20s and and struggling in your 20s and it's a really hard time um of figuring yourself out and so there's a lot of I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves but there's also a lot of external pressures to have it figured out in quotes and so um yeah it's nice that you that you shared that I think really relatable answer so thank you and thank you for the episode it was really lovely and really really interesting um and really lovely to talk to you um, in quite a, an honest and open way about about yourself and about the brand. So thank you. Oh, thanks, Chloe. Thanks for giving me this like platform to share and, and speak about our experiences. If you like this episode, hit subscribe. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And leave us a review. 